stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've chosen America's number one. Number one. Number one. one. Outdoor radio show. Well, welcome to America, amigo. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, where we bring you the outdoors so you can get outdoors. It's outdoor radio at its finest that highlights local and national outdoor news in the field perspectives and current gear reviews that are 100% free of charge. Brought to you by Whitetails Extreme, the makers of Rack Addict. Ignite improved nutrition and results 365 with Rack Addict. Log on to whitetails-extreme.com to learn more about Rack Addict. Now, without further ado, let's start the revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, monster buck, come a-slipping in, and that's when it's struck. What could he do to seduce you? I don't know, just, I guess, show me his food plot. You know, ladies and gentlemen, when you practice QDM or when you start this philosophy, um, you got to have a vision. Talking about deer management, you know, versus a deer hunter, the biggest deer he's ever raised is not dead. That's a deer manager's heart right there, not a deer hunter. In terms of deer abundance and hunting opportunities, deer hunting's good old days are here and now. Your eyes are bulging out. <laughs> that actually did hurt my head. I saw uh, a moose one time. What like why don't you ever sing with me? I think it's kind of rude. You're kind of crude. You're rigid. You're very, think of it, you just need to relax a bit. Buck uh, fever. That was uh, Rhett Aikens. That was a uh, feeble attempt at Buck, Buck fever. fever. That's number five on the Brotherhood album put out by Mr. Michael Waddell. Uh, we are talking about whitetails on today's show and a little bit of trivia we're going to start the show off with. Uh-huh. True or false, Jim? Okay. Whitetails are the number one pursued animal in... North, North America. America. True or false? Did you repeat the question? Serious? Yeah. You're incorrigible. You're pain I'm... in the butt. I don't even know why I try with you. Now, hold it. You're going to call me anything, make it incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it, it is true, by the way. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive into, we're going to explore, examine the whole wide world of whitetail management. Cool. Hey, and so today's Ram Powerbot. Powered by Ram at RamTrucks.com. We'll feature Steve Scott from Whitetail Institute, and he phoned us at 785 846 Seven six four seven. Yeah, now Steve, you know when it comes to planning a food plot, there's um, several essential steps that you have to take. You know, if you don't take steps, you're gonna fall down. It's gonna be crappy. You can't pass go and collect two hundred dollars. You can't do any of that stuff. You just go to jail. That's it. What happens? <laughs> no, it, it, maybe maybe like a soil it, test. Get a soil test. You know, got to check it. Maybe you have to add some lime to your soil. Maybe, uh, if, but you only know that from the soil test. There's too much acidity. Like the ground has acid reflux. Okay, <laughs> like Jimbo and I. Um, for different reasons, though. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of crap you have to do, Steve, before you even begin. You, you know, even think about a food disking plot. Disking things up, getting ready to plant. And so would you say that that's a, a good jumping off point, or is there some other step, really, um, that, that we need to address before that, Steve? Well, you just talked about what I, what I tell people all the time. That's the most important thing. If somebody's going to do a soil test, it can get confusing when you start looking at all the different options and all the different stories that are told. 
But once somebody decides to do a food plot, they're going to be doing one of the best things they can do to improve the quality and the quantity of their beer. Once they make the decision to do that, the best thing they can do and the most important thing they can do, even above and beyond what they choose to plant, is to do a soil test. Very simple to do, very inexpensive to do, but the information that they get from it will be invaluable. Yeah, now here in Kansas, we have very alkaline soil. Now, which is better, acidic or alkaline, or is it a neutral the best? Neutral is what we're shooting for. Uh, alkaline soils, we deal with them sometimes. Uh, it gets a little bit more expensive to bring them down, but rarely have we found soil so alkaline that you can't grow successful food plots. But I'd say, and again, I'm drawing this number a little bit out of there, but 70, 80% of the time we're probably dealing with acidic soils. Uh, and with that said, it's a very inexpensive to buy a lime to apply to the soil, yeah. which will bring that acidity up some to get it into that neutral range so that the seeds that we plant can grow into plants. You know, um, what would you say is a good neutral? I, uh, most people say about 7.5. Uh, is that a fair assessment? Uh, normally what we're shooting for is about 6.5 to 7. Oh, really? Yep, that's what we're shooting for. Oh, holy cow. Yeah. Hey, before we go on, uh, give us your website so we can kind of go there and follow along as you talk. Whitetailinstitute.com. Yeah. Now, Steve, um, I think two of the most broadest questions that are, we are asked, which, once again, you're asking the wrong people, is what should I plant, okay? And second of all, is when to plant. You know, I think what you plant, that's really going to be dictated by uh, the terrain, where you live, weather conditions, patterns, stuff like that. But um, what would you recommend as a good all-around blend, and when do you recommend planting? Depends on what part of the country they're in. Uh, in the far, far north, they're probably better off planting in the spring. In the far, far southern part of the country, they're probably better off planting in the fall. Uh, all the states in between, which make up probably 75, 80 percent of the country, they can plant in spring or fall and be very successful. Really? As far as, yes. And what I was going to say, as far as what to plant, yeah, that's a very broad question. Um, you know, there's perennial plants that somebody can plant it, they'll do it right planet that can last, you know, three, four, five years from a single planet. Holy cow. Uh, and, you know, that's become very economical that way. There's also annual things that you plant, for example, things that you plant in the late summer or fall that are strictly designed to, you know, attract the deer during the fall, give them good nutritious food, but also give us more harvest opportunities uh, in the fall and winter. Yeah. Now, the Whitetail Institute is a, is a very national corporation. Now, do you have blends to fit every part of the country? Different regions, yeah. What we'll do is, as far as the far north, we'll uh, we'll blend stuff for the far north to be more winter hardy, whereas for the deep south, more drought resistance. One of, that's one of the reasons we also have blends. Uh, most all of our products are blends because uh, one particular variety of seed may have a strength, but most of the time, that with along with that strength, they'll have weaknesses, and we're able to eliminate those weaknesses to a large degree by including other type seeds that would fulfill that need. Okay. Now, let's say um, we got a small guy out there. He's got two acres he can really devote, okay, to planting a food plot, Mr. Steve. What is this going to cost him if he just gets your run-of-the-mill average mix? What would it cost him to plant, let's say, two acres into a food plot? Mm, well, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, but just seed cost itself, it can be as low as, say, $100. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, maybe it could be two or $300. That's not bad. No, I mean, that's not bad. Especially at all. get into that three or four year thing uh, where you, you well, get the thing. We're talking about just the seed cost. I mean, he's going to, you know, he's got to have a, some of the stuff. He's going to have to have a piece of equipment to use. Oh yeah. Whether he borrows it or rents it or gets a farmer to do it. Plus, you got to address fertilizer and lime requirements. So, you know, it takes an investment. But uh, 
I've yet, and I've been doing this for over 20 years, I've yet to have someone say, I haven't said this yet, so it's a new one, but <laughs> I've yet to have someone say they regretted planting their food plot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, is it really true that the jackalope came because of eating Whitetail Institute? <laughs> yes, that is uh, a fact. That's the first time I've heard that. I'm going to have to say probably not. That's the home of the jackalope. <laughs> Steve, right. just, Steve just doesn't want to admit it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> hey, we've been talking with Steve Scott. He's with the Whitetail Institute. That's right. One more time, Mr. Steve. If we want to find out more about you guys online, uh, where do we have to go? I have to go to whitetailinstitute.com. They can go there. They can call our 800 number if you don't mind me doing a commercial. They can call our 800 number, 800 688-3030, and uh, we'd love to answer any questions they've got, whether they're planting our products or something else they've come up with. Uh, we'll help them any way we can. we got people on staff that in hundreds and hundreds of years of combined experience, we don't have anybody over 100, but <laughs> with everybody combined, we've got hundreds of years of experience helping people, and the call's free, the help's free. You know, give us a shout. We'll help them any way we can. Yeah, anything that's free is good. Anyways, it's 1-800-688-3030. Oh, yeah. Also, got to make sure you hook up with them on Facebook. That's such a, a very resourceful source right there. Anyways, we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and Zeiss at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. Mr. Steve, man, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you all. Nah, thank you, buddy. Hey, we're just getting things started, so hang on because coming up after the break will be Tony Silabrizi from the U.S. Sportsman's Alliance, then old uh, White and then Wildlife Wildlife Biologist biologist Craig Harper, Neil Daughtry, 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 Neil Daughtry from North Carolina. Daughtry, not Daughtry. Wow. Daughtry, 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 Neil Daughtry, Daughtry, not Daughtry. Why are you getting a tree? (laughs) Neil Daughtry with North Country Whitetails and Unpros Chance Orth. Want me to do that again? Nah, let's just go to a break. <laughs> Share with us your tricks of the trade when it comes to food plots at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. There are some things in life that defy explanation. Sleeping out under a few billion stars on a clear western night, for example. Or the thrill of being in the saddle and running with the herd. Words can't do justice to the scope of those experiences, such as the case at Ram, where the 1500 is so loaded with performance and personality that any attempt to describe it falls short. You simply have to climb aboard and take it for a run to fully appreciate what it means to ride on top. Guts Glory Ram. The 390 horsepower Ram 1500 with an available 5.7 liter Hemi V8 that gets up to 20 MPG plus a 5 year 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. MPG based on highway EPA estimates. See a dealer for a copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram and Hemi are registered trademarks of Chrysler Group, LLC. The Ruger SR22 is the do-it-all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field, strip, and reassemble. The Ruger SR22 shoots a broad variety of 22 LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release. Two options for grip and a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR-22, another American-made product from Ruger. 
Hey, kid, got three bucks? Um, I think so. I'm pretty sure you could probably scrape up three bucks, huh? I think I have some dollars and money. They just got maybe like a thousand. A thousand? Yeah. All right, so how would you like to be uh, the winner of the 2012 Outdoor Adventure Dream Giveaway? Ooh, that would be fun. Want me to read you some of the stuff that's in it? Yeah. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? You can win a 2011 Ram 2500 Outdoorsman Mega Cab 4x4 Diesel Truck. <laughs> that is like the truck of our dreams, baby. Yeah. Nothing cooler. <laughs> what is the best truck in the whole world, Buggy? Ram truck. Yes! That name means something. Give me high five, darling. Boom. You're a good girl. Proud of you. <laughs> Real quick. Uh, what color do you want the Ram truck to be? I want to be black, like we have right now. You want to be black like the Ram truck we have right now? Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Maybe like um, we'll pretend cupcakes on the side. That would be pretty. Okay, so we're going to get maybe some cupcakes to go on the side. Yeah. All right. Sweet. <laughs> Good job, baby. <laughs> well, that right there was my uh, 40-year-old daughter. And uh, she knows what she wants. She wants a black... There goes your mic again. <laughs> uh, she wants a black 2011 Ram outdoors. There's nothing wrong with that. With pretend cupcakes on the side. <laughs> I want real ones. You think old Fred DS could do that for I her? I think old Freddie D, he could make it happen. That's I think it. he, That's he it. would be glad to uh, make that happen. But anyways, right now, uh, we're kind of getting off the white tail management topic for just a second. Uh, we're being joined by Tony Celebrezzi, and he is with U.S. Sportsman's Alliance. Uh, Mr. Tony, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Travis, how are you? Hey, not too bad, man. Not too bad at all. This is a cool contest, dude. Can you believe we're going to give that stuff away? No, and you're going <laughs> to give it to me, Tony. All to oh, okay. me. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a total package. Now, what is your title with uh, U.S. Sportsman's? I am the uh, relationship director. Yeah, they have a dating I need, service I need there. that in my marriage right now. <laughs> you need to direct us down a happier path. <laughs> well, you know, it sounds almost like I'm, I'll be Julie. I'll be your cruise director. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that around the boss. <laughs> now, now the thing is, with this organization, you do a lot of things with you the paralyzed veterans, don't you? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, we, we work on legislation in all 50 states and D.C. We've got the media experts out there. We've even got a tremendous youth program out there that last year had 190,000 kids go through it. Okay, so obviously every dollar that we spend okay, in this Outdoor Adventure Dream giveaway is going towards such a great cause. But we got to run through some of these prize packages really quick because this is outstanding. All right, your first place prize, if you win the 2012 Outdoor Adventure Dream giveaway, all right, um, let's see, it's going to be a 2011 Ram 2500 Outdoorsman Mega Cab uh, 4x4 diesel truck with a pop-up rooftop camper. Now, everybody's saying, oh my God, that, that's a great first place prize, Tony. But that's just oh, not all it. What else is there? All right. Then we're going to have a 21-foot uh, Ranger Riata boat with a 225-horsepower Evinrude outboard motor sitting atop a custom trailer and, doo-doo-doo, there's more, a Can-Am Commander uh, 1000 XT side-by-side 4x4 off-road vehicle. And this also includes $30,000 cash so you could pay taxes and stuff like that. I like the next one. Ten thousand bucks for gas. Ten thousand bucks for gas. So you can't forget, you know, everything's motored by gas. So this gotta have the gas card in there. Tony, this is crazy. You're over dude. the top, guy. This is way over the top. 
Well, it's you know what it is a it's a popular package. Guys, are, guys are getting out there and and getting into new areas, and and this package will put you out anywhere you want. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you go through the whole thing and you realize that well, you know it's possible that I may not win first prize. But hold it, there's more. I feel like that ShamWalk commercial, you know. <laughs> Budweiser says more. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you've got a second and a third prize. It, it is the uh, the second prize, uh, the uh, five day uh, big game elk hunt in Utah. No way. Uh, what I mean, just the hunt alone would be fantastic. But yeah. nope, you're going to get yourself your own brand new Ruger, a three seventy five really? Ruger. Yeah, three seventy five. That is definitely going to knock down an elk. Yeah, and then you get uh, to, you get to shoot your host, which is Bill Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Bill really. Miller, the high life, yeah. as I like to refer to him as. Bill Miller, that's going to be a great uh, great prize. Now, there is a third place prize as well, Tony. And tell us about that real quick. Well, heading down to uh, Costa Rica to Crocodile Bay Resort, you get a four-day fishing trip, uh, both inshore and offshore fishing. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better enjoyment uh, out of a third-place uh, prize. Yeah, and that's actually going to be with Steve Panaz, and that goes to show you right there, because people are going to say, that's really third place? Well, it's only because third place, because you're going with Steve. Bill is way cooler yeah. than Steve. <laughs> Every, everybody knows that yeah. Bill Miller's it's, awesome. It's kind of a, kind of a domino effect. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is amazing, and like I was talking with my daughter, it's three bucks to enter this contest, isn't it, Tony? It's $3, and actually the more tickets you buy, the, the less per ticket cost there is. Okay, if you want to buy 20 tickets, how many tickets can one individual buy at a time? I think you could buy as many tickets as you want. Really? No limit? Uh, you could buy, you know, you get uh, five tickets for 10 bucks. Wow. Uh, there's even on the website, you could even buy uh, 6,000 tickets if you'd like. 6,000 <laughs> tickets? Holy cow. And and you, do you get them for like four thousand? <laughs> you get it for five thousand dollars. Yeah. Now the thing is, uh, with this, you can donate to this cause without buying a ticket, can't you? And how do you do that? Definitely. Well, you can go. You can go right on the on the website there, and uh, which is www.outdoorgiveaway.com. Well, that's easy. Outdoorgiveaway.com. That's really simple. I thought it was going to be like really hard. You know, <laughs> there's going to be a math equation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Tony can't remember it. He has a hard time remembering how to spell his last name. <laughs> this, <right>. this, exactly. <laughs> we can't even pronounce it correctly. <laughs> so one more time, Mr. Tony, if we want to find out uh, more about the uh, 2012 Outdoor Adventure Dream Giveaway that I'm going to win, uh, where do we have to go to? Go to uh, www.outdoorgiveaway.com and please uh, use the promo code yes. for U.S. Sportsman's Alliance, and that is UA0512E. All right, yeah. Yeah, there's going to there's gonna be a stipulation. Once you think you win it, you have to go fight Chuck Norris or something. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one is going to be. you, raise some more money. <laughs> this is great. All right, anyways, we want to say thank you so much, uh, Tony, for the, the outstanding work that you guys uh, there at the U.S. Sportsman's Alliance are doing. And one more question, though. Um, how old do you have to be to enter this contest? I should have known you would ask that question. Uh, you're going to need to be uh, um, 18 years old. All right, so my daughter can't enter it. Dang no, it! No, Four-year-old, four not going to be able to make it unless uh, she's going to give it to Dad. <laughs> well, she's going to. <laughs> or she's going to have to move out and get her own place. Give it to Dad for <laughs> safekeeping till she's 18. Yeah. I, there you go. So we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at Jerky. Mr. Tony, man, thank you so much for coming on to tell us about the uh, 2012 Outdoor Adventure Dream Giveaway. Appreciate it, buddy. Hey, guys, uh, hey guys one of the things uh, okay. that uh, folks can uh, check out uh, who we are and what we are is our website at www.us.com. 
sportsmenmen.org. You know, if we would have been good hosts, we probably would have asked him his yeah, web address. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Not a problem. I appreciate it, Tony. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Hey, well, coming up next on The Revolution is going to be Craig Harper. He is with the University of Tennessee, and he's involved in wildlife management. Yeah, he's actually a biologist. The smartest man I ever met. That's it. Prettiest man I ever saw. Anyway, he's high. Stick around. It's going to be great right here on The Rev. Ram Trucks is bringing you more whitetail management strategies right after this. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. This is George Thornton with the National Wild Turkey Federation. And if you're looking for great hunting, you'll find it in Kansas. You may already know about the great pheasant hunting here, but did you know Kansas is also a great place for quail, deer, geese, and my personal favorite, the wild turkey. Learn more about turkey hunting in Kansas at www.travelks.com. Every weekend morning, make NBC Sports Outdoors your destination for the best fishing shows and most respected anglers around. Got them! Beginning every Saturday and Sunday morning at 7 on the NBC Sports Network. Shut in here. I'm trying to sleep. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. One of you turds is about to get smacked in the mouth. Hey. All right, hey, we're back and our phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. Sorry, Jim is Who did we just hear from? Silly. Uh, we just heard from Tony Celebrezzi, and he was talking about the Outdoor Adventure Dream Giveaway for 2012. This is such a B.A. Uh, contest. It is, but thing is, the contest in the contest ends May thirty first. <laughs> so you got to get out there and get shopping and get buy some tickets. You old word merchant. You. Yes, I am. <laughs> hey, I think I think he said you can get six thousand tickets for, for five thousand dollars. Yeah, you can get. That's a heck of a deal. And the thing is, what do you say? You can buy five tickets for ten bucks. It's three dollars a ticket when you first start off. Anyways, we went all through. As that. you if go, you, and next thing you know, if you buy like a bazillion tickets, they'll give you the rest. Well, you buy that much, just go buy the truck. <laughs> uh, anyways, you know, uh, we're talking about whitetail management on today's show. And real quick, I think Frank's got a, a sound bite. He's got cued. We uh, actually took a listen to it during this past ad break. You guys didn't hear it, uh, so Frank's gonna play that real quick. Take a listen. This is the revolution. All right, here we are at one of my water holes, just off one of my food plots. Now, this water hole here gets a lot of use. When we set up the deer cam over it, it just, it's constant. Now we're not looking for bacteria, we're just looking for pH. So we're just gonna empty this out and try to get no debris in it. That's our water sample. How easy was this? You know, it's very interesting. I never um, thought of that before. No, you know, back on our property where yeah. we hunt, there's several water holes, and uh, it's one seems like in particular. Though. One gets hit all the time, and I just thought that it was, you know, because of predators or something like that. But that's not the case. Anyway, that's a very good idea. Taking a water sample and checking out the pH and what is in that water that is attracting those animals. But uh, currently, we are being joined by Mr. Craig Harper, and he is a wildlife biologist at the University of Tennessee. Mr. Craig, welcome to the Revolution, buddy. Thank you good to be here yeah yeah well now the thing is how do you feel about controlled burns and native grasses is that a good management tool absolutely uh using prescribed fire is, is a great tool whether you're working in early successional areas and also in the forest 
Uh, we use prescribed fire regularly in our hardwood stands here on many properties in Tennessee and other areas across the Mid-South in particular. And have you ever heard of anybody complain that they cannot grow soybean plots because <laughs> there are too many deer and they eat them as soon as they come up? Have you ever heard that? Every single day. I've heard that before. <laughs> and you know what my response is? I bet I know what your woods look like. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when I walk into those woods, I can see for about 150 yards, there's lots of dead leaves and yep. downwoody debris and no forage whatsoever. And listen... If you manage your woods appropriately and you're burning that litter off every, you know, three, four years and you're stimulating increased growth and you've allowed a little extra sunlight to come into that stand and you can get about, oh, at least seven or 800 pounds dry weight of truly good stuff coming up that deer like to eat. Do you know when that grows? Mm. That's sprouting and growing during April, May, luscious growth right at the time when you're starting to plant soybean plots. That helps buffer that grazing pressure on your soybeans. And think of how many acres of wood you have versus how many acres of food plots you have. But the fact of the matter is, um, don't we have a problem of just thinking that we can put in a food plot? Don't we need other management practices along with that? Absolutely. Let's just be honest. Most people plant a food plot mm-hmm. because they want to be able to attract deer or some other wildlife species to a particular spot where it facilitates their, their hunting and it yeah. makes them easier to kill that animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's just the bottom mm-hmm. line. That's it in a nutshell. And, 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 you, and you know what? Great. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and you shouldn't be ashamed of it if you want to plant a food plot and use that to help facilitate your hunting. However, doing that versus trying to manage your land for increased nutrition and increased carrying capacity so that you can truly help influence the population and individuals, that's two different things. Then you're talking about a food plot program. Okay. And, it, and, and a food plot program is something that should be uh, put into your overall wildlife management program for your property. And that's where you start identifying, okay, I need a food plot to help supplement naturally occurring foods at this time of year and at this time of year based on when I see the amount of natural foods at a low ebb uh, during the annual cycle. And so you start filling food plots with a particular emphasis towards nutrition during different times of the year. Okay, so you're talking about doing a program here. And now to have a program, what constitutes enough ground to do this on? I mean, can you do this and be successful on 10 acres? Does it have to be more like 20, what would you recommend to get the most bang for your buck? Yeah, good good question, and there is no minimum acreage. Really? Uh, you will see someone write, oh, you need to have 2% of your property in food plots, or mm-hmm. up to 5%, or up to... Says who? <laughs> what, 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 what does that mean? <laughs> Here, here's how many food plots and how much acreage you need. Until none of your food plots are eaten to the ground at any time of the year. Mm. Ah, okay. Other than that, what does it matter? Uh, and, and if you have a problem with too many deer, then not only do you need to plant additional forages and or manage your fields differently and manage your woods differently, but also be bringing the deer population down at the same time. Trying to feed an overabundant deer herd with additional food, in my opinion, is irresponsible. Uh, if you already have so many deer that they're having a deleterious effect 
on habitat for themselves and for additional species, if you try to sustain that or even build that up, that's really irresponsible. Yeah. Now, we got about 60 seconds left, and we want you to touch on one last thing here. There's a lot of great um, food plot management systems out there, okay? And it's very difficult um, as to which to choose from. How would you recommend going about that? And don't hyphenate it. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, there's a lot of great products out there. But, you know, advertising and marketing is a, an extremely powerful tool. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of people get absolutely lost in the advertisements, and they think, oh, wow, in order to manage the deal on my property, I've got to plant this. Uh, most of these people, I mean, if they just thought about what they needed and what the deer need on on the property that they're managing, you know, a commercial blend, for example, isn't necessarily needed. Some of them are, or many of them are great products, but look at what's in them. If you're planting something that is adapted to a dry site or something that is adapted to sand when you're yeah. planting in clay, et cetera, you're, you're going to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. And so planting something that is relatively simple to uh, manage and get to grow and something that is adapted to your region, that's what's most important. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it there, Craig. We've been talking with Craig Harper. And, of course, he is the grand poobah for wildlife management. This man just schooled us. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> now, Craig, if we want to find out more about you and your practices, uh, is there some place that we can head to online to do that? Yes, if you go to UT Extension. University of Tennessee Extension and uh, go to the wildlife management section. You will find us. Uh, we have information there, different publications. There's also a center for native grasslands management if you're interested in managing early succession for wildlife. Uh, lots of information there that, that landowners should be able to use. All righty. Well, hey, we are the revolution and we are brought to you by Ram Trucks at ramtrucks.com plus Steiner at steiner binoculars.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and NRA blog at nrablog.com. Mr. Craig, man, thank you so much for coming on and informing us about uh, Whitetail Management. Appreciate it, buddy. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Hey, coming up next, we've got Neil Daugherty. He is with North Country Whitetails right after this. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. For hunting, target, and long-range shooting, choose Zeiss Rapid C, the ultimate ballistic reticle. Now until December 31st, receive up to a $100 mail-in rebate when you purchase a qualifying rifle scope with Rapid C reticle. See your Zeiss dealer or visit Zeiss.com sports for details. Just because a hunting or fishing trip is unpredictable doesn't mean dinner has to be. Take control and use Camp Chef at CampChef.com. It's the way to cook outdoors. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. It's the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hello there. Hello. Welcome to the exciting world of the Revolution. It's adios. <laughs> you don't like it when I sing, do you? I want to tell you something. What? With you, it's adios reality all the uh, time. Anyways, our phone lines are open. 785-846-7647. You know, uh, perfect song. Um, Brad Paisley's Celebrity. Great song, actually. Um, I was just reading online. You can find it in a bunch of places. Uh, you, uh, you were on TMZ, weren't you? 
No, actually, it is on TMZ. It was okay. actually on Fox News, and they had a link to TMZ. Oh, That's okay. how I read it. I would never directly go there. No, um, no because I have not been castrated. <laughs> um, anyone that intentionally goes to that site, in my opinion, is a fool. Anyways, talk Radios about, all across the country are shutting off right no, now. No, I talk about fools. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest, okay? Uh-huh. He just purchased... quick with a smile. Ryan Seacrest just purchased Ellen DeGeneres' old home for $49 million. Box. Okay, that proves my point. He's an idiot. Okay, because I, I think anyone is feeble-minded if they put that much money into a home. You, you can't tell me that you're getting forty-nine million dollars worth of living out of a home. Now, I, I agree in, in putting money into your home and, and having a nice place. I mean, a little fixer-upper, forty-nine million <laughs> bucks. That's this, a lot of money. <laughs> we're getting. Let's get. Let's get back to the show. Um, uh, we're being joined right now by Neil Doherty, and he's with North Country White Tails. Hey, Neil, uh, how's it going, buddy? Hey, we're doing great. How you doing, guys? Good. Now, you know, we have been talking about uh, Whitetail Management, and now North Country White Tails, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys do, because it kind of dovetails right into what we're talking about this week. Yeah, we're, uh, we're a consulting firm based out of New York, actually. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, you bet. You yeah, we get... actually have deer out this way. Hey, you wouldn't <laughs> think that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I live closer to Canada than the big city. Let's put it that way. <laughs> hey, okay. So we're, we're, we're real rural. Uh, <laughs> but what consulting firms specializing in uh, de- helping landowners develop habitat for their properties and develop, uh, you know, develop their properties for deer, ultimately. And I, I've worked with a lot of small properties across the country. Currently manage about 300,000 acres of properties. And, you know, just guys are just real serious about trying to get some good quality deer in their places. Yeah, you basically manage the state of Delaware. But, you know, <laughs> one thing that I think, uh, Neil, Jim and I have run across, and very typical, and I'm sure you have too, and it's very frustrating, is that people, they go out and they plant a food plot, okay? And let's say they, they do the right thing. They get uh, soil tests, and they have a specialist come out and kind of help them. But they get frustrated because they don't see results in the first year. And you got to think when you first plant a food plot and you put all this work and effort into it, you're really not going to see the harvest from uh, doing this until further down the road, two or three years. Is that correct? Well, it does take some time. And I think ultimately you have to back up and figure out why you're planting the food plot in the first place. So yeah. They plant it strictly to draw gear to the location for hunting. If you're geared up towards management the quality of nutrition for the deer yeah you know you want to see larger antlers and all that it's a process uh but if you're really you know just like you're saying a couple of years out is when you start to see the big return you bet now now the thing is before we went on the air on the break uh you had mentioned a a term deerscaping deerscaping now that's deer-scaping. really interesting yeah tell us about deerscaping you know i i work with so many landowners across the country and one of the common things is they buy a piece of property they've been dreaming all their lives about having this great deer hunting property they buy it yeah. they just leave it exactly the way it is and with a little bit of tweaking or working you can basically reinvent the property to make it hunter friendly uh for lack of a better term and you can then you know by putting food in strategic locations or only hunting strategic locations in the property you really can get the thing working like a, almost like a golf course design or a landscape around your house where everything's working together and pulling in, in one plan uh, and pulling towards having, you know, the success that you're looking for. Yeah. Now, uh, Neil, uh, let's say where Jim and I live right now, we live in a large um, agricultural community, okay? And from my house in any direction, you're going to run into soybeans, corn, wheat, milo. I mean, you name it, we have it. I mean, they got some groceries. And so obviously uh, going and planting soybeans or something is going to do me no good. What what would be your go-to resource 
for nutrition for deer to uh, really draw them in and to supplement their diet, something that's lacking? What I probably what I, what I want to do is identify the greatest limiting resource. Now, it sounds like everything in that area, nutritionally, we're covered. We're, summer months is what we're talking about for nutrition for deer. So the yeah. months of April through August, they're growing antlers, and those are lactating, you know, the early part of that, finishing fetal development, all that. So they're in the summer months. They're just as good out in the soybean field as they are on anything that you're going to plant in your property for the most part. Yeah. Now, the holes that you have are when are the soybeans planted, when are they harvested, when's the corn planted, when's it harvested. Yeah. When is this food going to be missing? So you have a, a major gap in nutrition in the early spring before the farmers get out there. In those cases, when you're talking about filling the early spring grass gap of food, you're talking clover and chicory typically. And that will, that will do a great job providing the good protein that we need. And it, it really is you want to grow. It grows for a number of years once you put it in the ground and easy to care for. Now in the fall, when the crops start to get harvested, now is where you're going to make a difference so we can draw them in the properties. And there's plant variety out there that I really like called brassicas. And brassicas mm-hmm. is a pretty generic term. And it could be turnips in there. It could be rape turnip kale. There's all different types of plants there that are, that are under the brassica name. And uh, brassicas, as it gets colder, they start to convert starches to sugars based on how long they grow and also the cold temperature. It's like a cabbage plant ripening. And they're really key in on that. And that, that can be a, a tremendous tool for the late season for a lot of hunters. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, heard or had read somewhere where somebody is actually planting cabbage. And also radishes. Radishes. Yeah, that's we, right. Radishes. We were talking about radishes. We were talking to this guy, and maybe I can't remember. I've been thinking about it the whole time you were talking, Neil, not that I was ignoring you. But, but he really this was, guy. Neil. Was planting these basically supercharged radishes that get to be like Out of Michigan, a foot, I think. foot and a half in length. Oh, yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. And he said that basically the deer will dig down. Now, I don't know how that's going to work when there's frost to the ground. Will dig down to eat these radishes. Is this a practice that you'd suggest? Now, it's easy to say as a blanket, yeah, that could be a good idea, uh, but you really need to know a little bit more about your local deer. Now, here's here's a situation when you're dealing with brassicas or radishes or any of that kind of stuff. Deer have taste preferences just like you and I do yes. when we go to a buffet. So we can we can try a little bit of that kind of, uh, you know, crazy radishes or stuff like that. We can try a little bit of it, but the deer better tell us if they like it or if we're wasting our time by planting yeah. it. And, you know, it's 15 to 20% of the time when we go to the extreme plants like radishes, the deer aren't going to touch them. And, and you really, you know, you want to get in and understand that before you get your honey hole planted in it. And you're going to, you know, stare at a whole bunch of radishes sticking out of the ground for an entire fall. <laughs> you bet. You bet. Well, hey, we've been talking with old, uh, actually, I, I, had, I, had, last name. I, had, I had indigestion. I could tell he was nervous. I was just going to let it flop. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to say. <laughs> He's with North Country Whitetail. And you do uh, uh, consulting and uh, you've got a lot of information on your website. What is your website? www.northcountrywhitetail.com. The easiest way to get in touch with us is actually call the office number. It's 585-314-5583. All right, and Jim, this is Neil Doherty. <laughs> Neil, okay. Do- Neil Doherty. I want to say Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus NRA blog at nrablog.com and NBC Sports Outdoors. That's www.nbcsports.com forward slash outdoors. Uh, plus Zeiss at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. But uh, hey, Neil, man, I appreciate you coming on, buddy, and uh, for chatting with us, hanging out. And sorry that uh, Jim once again goofed your name up. <laughs> appreciate it, buddy. It was the least I could do. All right. Thanks, guys. All Hey, coming up next, you're not going to believe this. What's that? We've got the wrap-up. The wrap-up. Of today's show and also the manly chance for wrap-up. pro guy. Right here. Wrap-up. Coming up next. Stick around. is the revolution.
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home, and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone right now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-866-669-8954. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-866-669-8954. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-866-669-8954. That's 1-866-669-8954. The Ram Wrap-Up, brought to you by RamTrucks.com. Hey, you're back on the air with Jim and Trav on the Revolution, and the phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. We're heading to Wisconsin. Yeah, and this is the wrap-up. The wrap-up! This is the wrap-up. Wrap-up's a good time. Anyways, right now, we're being joined by Mr. Chance Orth. Chance, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. Glad to be here. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about whitetail management on today's show. There's some very interesting things, uh, like Jim can't pronounce people's name correctly. (laughs) (laughs) But... You know, let's say if you don't want to go out and uh, uh, plan a food pot, you really don't have the time or the resources to do or that. Or the energy. Or the energy, like me, Jim, once <laughs> again. There's a lot of things you could do. And I know, Chance, you've talked about going out there and kind of cleaning your forests up, you know, opening up the canopy a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do to improve uh, vegetation for our wildlife. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, well, yeah, we logged our our farm uh, like five years ago. And uh, I think that was the number one thing that we had done so far on our property to improve uh, uh, habitat for whitetails. Because what happened is, and what inevitably happens in this part of the nation, is um, uh, these scrub popples come up. And yes. along with all sorts of other uh, understory growth that <laughs> whitetails feed on and use to hide in. Yeah, and you can't get a bullet through. <laughs> and you cannot hunt whatsoever. <laughs> well, you, you know what they say is, I thought this was kind of strange, like after um, uh, a forest fire or something, or a prescribed burn, you go out there and you burn, okay? Yeah, Controlled control burn. Actually, no, they call them prescribed now, prescribed? because they said the result. Don't find the doctor and no, slap them. They said, and this I, is true. I call it good fun. Yeah. <laughs> I call it, yeah. You get a, a Friday, weekend worth of fun there. A Friday night. No, they say that you cannot control the fire. That's a lie, so they call it prescribed burning. Anyways, let me get back to what I was saying. All right, let's say you go in there and you burn. You know, you get these little saplings growing up, okay? They say when those saplings reach two foot high, okay, Uh they drain enough moisture and cast just enough shade that it already starts killing off the undergrowth. Really? The grass. And yeah, so they said as soon as that grows up, the best thing you can do is just go out there with a bush hog and just start bush hogging this stuff. Now, don't go out there and scalp it, but you know, you, you bush hog those little saplings off chance. 
And I mean, that, obviously, that's going to kill them off right there. Yeah. Now, now the thing is, did you clear cut your farm or did you do selective harvesting? No, it was selective harvest. They just took out, mostly just took out popples and left a lot, the majority of the hardwoods. But there are areas where there is nothing but popples. Oh, really? so it was kind of a clear cut there. Now, what is your native grass there pretty much consist of? Oh, Lord, if I know, I, I really <laughs> couldn't tell you. It's green stuff that's out there. <laughs> it has blades. I've been meaning to study my grasses a little more. <laughs> yeah, you've okay. been studying grasses a little too much, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, that's smoking. Okay. <laughs> you guys got my number. <laughs> yeah. He heard the last week we were talking about native tall grasses. And oh, he loved that thought. Uh, yeah. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Anyways, talking about mixed bag, let's talk about unpro for a second, okay? <laughs> we got the whole cast of crew. All right, you've got JC. Wigs. Wigs. And then we've got, uh, what's the other guy? The guy that we don't mind killing. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> oh, okay. He dead every trip. He's yeah. Kenny of our group. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where did you guys go last weekend? Uh, we, uh, well, actually, we just took a day off on Monday afternoon. It was so beautiful. Oh, These wow. summer-like temperatures up here in Wisconsin. And we uh, Said to ran out work. to Lower Long Lake. See, Wiggs is in the DNR, so he had the inside scoop. They were up there shocking um, earlier this spring and discovering just hordes of trophy smallmouth. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I mean, for a, a lot of fishermen in the area here, they <clears throat> this is no secret whatsoever. It's a well-known fact. This lake had been it's a very deep, uh, clear water lake that's been overrun by uh, crayfish, um, historically, and basically the smallmouth have upped their game and cleared out those crayfish, and the result oh, wow. is football size uh, bronzebacks. Wow! That that are spawning uh, right now as we speak. The water temperatures have uh, just hit spawning realm, and uh, they're sitting in there in the shallows, maybe six feet of water on their beds. Yeah, they got lava lamps and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, actually, the Unpro Boys, they're fixing the spawn. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> nice. <laughs> that sounds like a good but time, it, though, man. Yeah how, many smallies, yeah, how many smallies did you get? Well, we ended up taking like eight, I think. They, wow. they were not raring to go. Um, basically, we were sitting on top of them and jigging in their faces until they took the bait. Really? But our top producer, so it wasn't that sporting of a of a technique for me, and I'd I'd personally never done it um, before. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, it did produce. I, I can't deny that. Uh, Luke, my buddy Luke, who uh, I grew up fishing with, he will go out there and snorkel, actually snorkel with a little ice fishing jigging rod, and <laughs> and. That way he could control his presentation quite a bit more. And he'll catch, you know, these four to six pound smallies on a on a little ice rod while he's floating in the lake. Is his last name Skywalker? <laughs> it's got to be. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Well, how's, like I said, how's... he's the buck-killing Jedi, too. Yeah. <laughs> really? Now, that's like one of the most bizarre tactics. Yeah. That's... <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. That is, that is strange. I Actually, I was watching a show last weekend, Saturday morning, Here and we they, were, they were going for stripers out there off Montauk Point uh, in uh, Long Island. And uh, they were out there with life vests on and wetsuits with fishing rods. And uh, actually, those crazy fish would kind of pull them around. Oh, yeah. No, it sounds like a blast. And uh, this is something that I want Luke to take me out 
<laughs> and do. Mm-hmm. When he's not I, going through the galaxy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Saving uh, intergalactic space <laughs> from the terrors of the Empire. <laughs> but, yeah. That was too good. Well, and who is, who is Chewbacca, then? <laughs> JC. Oh, really? Me. <laughs> and then we got Han Solo. Yeah. And Princess Goofy, what's her name? Did you notice when you gave, you you told us that story of the snorkeling? Jim like tried to one up you there. You, you noticed that? That was bad. I'm used to it. Jim's well, I, always I was, trying to one up me. I was just trying to add too that it's not that unusual. <laughs> oh, know. oh, so it's now. I like that. Now you're even downplaying it even more. It's not that unusual. <laughs> no. uh, people do this all the time. Yeah, I learned long ago not to try to compete with Jim. I can't beat him. <laughs> Might as well join me. Beat him. I can't beat him at his own game, so I got to try and change the rules. So, what's uh, maybe a, a new fishing trip you guys are going on? <laughs> well, um, next we're just going to float the chippa now that uh, mm. all species but muskie are open down here. Yeah, I've got the chippa roaring by my front door. I'm looking at it now. Really? It's a, uh, a beautiful river. Water's a little bit high at the moment, but um, that never stopped us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like you know, a little danger in all my trips. Well, I just uh, watched uh, one of your new videos uh, of somebody caught a muskie. Who the heck was that? Yeah, that was Luke Skywalker. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> he beamed himself down. And... and Jim can actually coerce him to the boat just by singing. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Singing an Italian aria <laughs> <laughs> with that angelic voice of his. There you go. <laughs> no, but I got to tell you guys, there was a riot when we were, I was leaving town and I was just raring to go. I was behind schedule. And I went to the gas station, pumped up. And I'm driving over the bridge in uh, downtown Eau Claire, um, pretty busy little thoroughfare for our community. And uh, I just hear something whoop and crash in the middle of the road. And I looked in my rear view, and sure enough, it was one of my tackle boxes. Oh, <laughs> serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, man. Oh, I just I started freaking out. I went and parked uh, in the parking lot and ran back onto the bridge. Yeah. And I thought it was a case of hard baits, and I was like, every car that drives over that is going to get a flat tire. <laughs> That's going to be pricey. <laughs> <laughs> so I ran back into the the bridge and I squat down in the in the middle of the street. There's semis coming, honking on both sides of me, and I'm just <laughs> scrambling to pick up all my baits. Another, but, uh, another... I ended up <laughs> I ended up getting everything back. Yeah, that's the start of another unpro fishing trip. Man died saving his tackle box. Film <laughs> uh, at felt eleven. Like an idiot, but yeah, it was uh, perfect. It was. <laughs> That's a perfect start to a great weekend. That's it. Or day of fishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's cool. Hey, Chance, we're actually coming up on an ad break. If we want to find out more about Unpro, um, remember your mommy said, do not play in the road. Um, <laughs> where do we have to head My to? My mom Unpro? never taught me that, Trav. <laughs> but dad kept sending them out. <laughs> By the way, just real quick, what's this Mother's Day story? Uh, well, there's not much story to it. I just forgot to call. Oh, no. She's, she's the one that elected to leave town on Mother's Day. Oh, you know, we don't have time to uh, mention your web address anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that to your mom. That's mean. All right. Where can we find I, you? Where can we find you online? I'm making up to her in other ways. Uh, yeah. Check us out at www.unprofishing.com for our videos. Our Twitter handle is also unprofishing, and you can like us on Facebook at the Unprofessional Fisherman. I'm going to make a mental note to call your mom next year on Mother's Day. I'm going to do that, too. 
<laughs> I'd appreciate it if you did. <laughs> Actually, I'm probably near her age, so I just call her sis. <laughs> oh, that's spooky. Dear old mom, I love you. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That's H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Also, you know, get, really got to make sure that you follow these guys on Facebook, Twitter, hop on the webpage. They really do have some of the most creative and just really fun fishing videos on the web. You got to make sure you check out Unpro Fishing. Mr. Chance, buddy, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Trav, and thank you. You betcha. Share with us your tricks of the trade when it comes to food plots at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Sometimes you can tell a lot about a horse by what it's named. Like its color. It might be blacky or roany or buck. A name could have something to do with a horse's temperament or its disposition. Like wild man or roller or bad bob. Yeah, the name of a horse is sometimes the name of his game. It's kind of like driving a Ram truck. That name means something. It means you know the value of dust, sweat, and pride. Guts. Glory. Ram. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 367 affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, Mark Penery, Frank the Sound Guy, Steve Scott, Tony Celebrizzi, Craig Harper, Neil Dorty, and Chantor. It was a bit sketchy, but not too bad. All right, so we are Jim and Trav. Stick around because your local news weather, it is coming up next. Have a great weekend, boys and girls. Uh, Be safe. Have fun. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.